1: Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
0: This week on Hometown Ghost Stories. Tonight is a special episode where we dive into some of the most terrifying ghost stories submitted by our listeners. Join us as we read through these true stories and discuss what we think may be the cause of these hauntings. If you have a ghost story of your own, Submit it to us via email or Discord. Information is in the show notes. So sit back and listen to some of the most terrifying true ghost stories that you've never heard submitted by our listeners.
2: New York, January 2014. I moved into my dad's house right before I went into the eighth grade and stayed there until after I graduated high school. This particular event took place when I was a sophomore. I had woken up in the morning for school and was running late for my bus. I lived in a remote rural area, and my only bus stop buddies were my fraternal twin next-door neighbors. We'll call them Mary and Michael for anonymity. Mary and I were good friends, so she would text me if I was running late and she saw the bus coming. But this morning, I didn't receive the text, and by the time I ran outside, the bus was long gone. I walked back inside feeling pretty defeated because I knew I had no way of getting to school, so my dad was about to be pissed at me. I put my stuff down and poured a cup of water putting it on the counter next to the sink. I headed into the living room to play games on my phone when I realized there was a dragging noise coming from my kitchen, so I stopped what I was doing to listen. Once I shifted all of my attention, the noise stopped. I got up to figure out what was making the noise and tried to debunk it myself. I tried moving around different objects to recreate the sound I was hearing until I inevitably reached the cup next to the sink that was sitting on a pretty dinged-up acrylic cutting board. I dragged the plastic cup across the cutting board and realized that was the sound I was hearing. I was mildly freaked out, but this was something I was accustomed to, as I've experienced similar things in this house before. After I figured that out, I made my way to my bedroom and started doing some housework, because if I'm home from school, I might as well do something productive to soften the blow for my dad. I had a hope chest at the foot of my bed, and that was adjacent to my bedroom door, so if I was sitting on it, I could hear if somebody came home. I was sitting for about an hour working on an essay when I hear the dog whining and the kitchen door open and shut, a usual combination when my dad returns home from work. I shut my laptop and wait for him to walk to his bedroom, but it's complete silence. I wait a minute or two and yell out, nothing in response. I go to stand up, and I hear approaching footsteps that increase in pace and stop dead right before they reach my open bedroom door. At this point, I know it's not any of my family members, so I wait. The air was noticeably thin and extremely cold, even though I had a space heater running in my room. It was mid-January, so obviously I didn't have any windows open. Before I can even attempt to walk to my door, I hear a disembodied voice, and my parents' door slams shut, violently. Man, those scientists weren't lying about that fight-or-flight nonsense because I threw on my boots and coat and jumped out of my first-story window and walked 30 minutes to a friend's house in town, where my dad picked me up later that day. Yes, if you were wondering, he was pissed. I lived in that house for about four more years after that. This experience was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, because when I got home, I told whatever spirit was messing with me to respectfully piss off, and that turned into a back and forth turf war of footsteps, voices, and me scolding this thing like an Italian mother on a Sunday. I'm not scared of this thing anymore. Now, I just yell at it when it tries me. My stepmom and my friends think I'm insane for talking to it like I do. But I'm not 15 years old anymore, and there's a lot of stuff in the world that's scarier to me than that thing. A true ghost story sent in by Mackenzie Finch from Oswego, New York. And this is your hometown ghost stories.
0: what's up guys i'm jesse wilkins i'm joined by rob coakley hello rob
1: i've every day of my life asked for dave to respectfully piss off and he hasn't but we got people doing it to ghost and it's working so we're also joined by dave what's up dave
2: what's up as long as you respectfully ask me to piss off if you disrespectfully ask me to piss off not cool
1: well i i have some class you know Mm, as it is (laughs) i didn't say full i said some this is a very special episode. We have all user-submitted ghost stories. If you didn't catch the drift already, that one came from Mackenzie. Yeah, I'm very excited. This was sort of the original premise of the show, was to talk about people's ghost stories. It's sort of evolved into something else. But to be able to come back and do this episode, kind of telling all these ghost stories that have been sent in to us via email, Discord, whatever is very exciting and it's something i think we're going to do either as a tuesday night episode a couple times a year or we might even do this as a side content a couple times a year just to make sure that we can get through everybody's ghost stories and tell them if we I mean, do do it
2: for side content episodes we'll probably have to do it live because it would be no fun to tell the people's ghost no, stories absolutely. without them with us you know
1: uh, actually we ban everybody from the show that we do <laughs> the, the ghost stories of just make it real awkward
0: <laughs> you already know the story. This is supposed to be never before heard. And you've obviously yeah. heard it before. Yeah, so you've so. heard it. So you're um, not allowed in the club. We got to throw you out. The are the rules. You know what we always yeah. say. We make the rules. That's what we right. always say that. For <laughs> sure. Always. That's, yeah. well,
1: that's since day one. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So if if you have submitted your ghost story and it doesn't get read in tonight's episode, Remind us or send it again, and we'll definitely do it in the next one, or we'll still plug away at these on regular episodes as well. We usually read one or two on a regular episode, anyways. So if we don't get to it tonight, we'll definitely get to it on another night. But this night is dedicated to you guys. It's all about your ghost stories, and it's something that's very unique because these are ghost stories that you'll never hear on another podcast, or at least this will be the first place you hear them if they're really good. <laughs> you know, so
1: that opening was from Mackenzie, and that was a terrifying story anytime you hear something walk right outside your door and just stop there and you know it's not a family member or something just absolute goosebumps that and the
2: door slam right because we've seen doors open we've seen things move but if if you if i ever witnessed a door slam on you know in an unexplained fashion i would also jump out a first story window maybe even a second story window (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) there there's like different levels of haunts that let you go higher and higher with yeah. the amount of stories you would jump out of so we'll have yeah. to we'll have to create that scale and throw it in the discord yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. spontaneously
2: Picture combusting dolls on stairways probably a third floor window yes exactly got to be uh, careful with that can i just Pete, pull this comment real quick and address yeah. this this mm-hmm. right here matthew thomas says my 13 year old just saw evil dead rise and said it wasn't scary at all mm-hmm. matthew can
0: you tell your 13 year old to relax <laughs> <laughs> Relax.
1: Wasn't scary at all. I haven't seen just, it yet,
0: so I've never spoiled anything on the show, and I don't expect that you would spoil anything on the show. <laughs> so uh, I've never done that. So, uh Jeanette, just it, it, we do we do need to settle this. Jeanette, is that how we say your name? We had a real hard time figuring that out last week, but we settled on Jeanette. Just donated 1999 in a super chat. Thank you so much for the donation and for being a part of the stream last week and being involved in chat and everything like that but thank you so much for that donation wow and now everyone's spamming the jesse spoiler emotes i know what (laughs) you. i'll be deleting asap and before i forget al capone thank you for becoming a member on youtube which you guys can do for just one dollar you hit the join button and join up
1: so all that being said let's get into our next listener submitted ghost story this one well we'll let the video say who it's from the duet
2: sent in by Anna Campbell from Ohio a while back my sister and her family moved into her in-laws house leaving their other home empty she asked if any of us would be interested in renting it so my brother Ted and I moved in with our nephew Zach I was prepping the room that I was going to occupy taking down the sports themed wallpaper and painting afterward I had Linkin Park playing in my room and singing along while painting inside the closet. That's when I heard a male voice, that was not a band member, singing along with me. I walked out of the closet, and standing in the doorway of the room was a static figure of a man. It wasn't dark like a shadow, I could see through it, but it was there. I freaked out and called Ted and told him what happened, asking him to get to the house quick. My sister had said before that there was a shadow man who would walk around and look in the bedroom doors, but he never did anything else, just walk around. She called him a watcher. So after that, no matter which room I was in, the door was closed. The shadow man would also sit in the front room of the house in the love seat. From then on, I would never look in that room if it was dark, but my brother and nephew would see him in there. Eventually, someone finally bought the home, and he is still there.
1: Another terrifying tale. That one from Anna C. What? How eerie. I I, I just don't even know how to start with that. Go ahead. How
2: eerie. You're just singing along with a song, and someone's singing with you. And then you find it's not the music. It's not you. There's no one else. So creepy. I think I've I'll say, I'll say I think i I think that's been in a movie somewhere, but I might be thinking of Elf.
1: Yeah, the scariest movie I've ever <laughs> seen. Elf.
0: <laughs> oh, when she's singing in the shower. <laughs> yeah. <just> along. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: No, under, but she looked out sure, different circumstances. Under different circumstances and with a different song and someone not as hilarious as Will Ferrell, that could have been a very creepy scene in like a serial killer movie. I don't know. Joey I mean, was pretty scared in that scene.
1: Yeah, she was terrified. It's it's actually a great point. I mean, it's funny that that's the movie that you go to, but <laughs> she, she is horrified in that scene, right? As you would be, but then to see that there is nobody there, that would be, oh man, um, yeah, that's a that's a no go for me. I don't want to. I don't want to ghosting, especially because like I have these noise canceling headphones when I'm like cleaning around the house and stuff. Mm. And if you just and if you're like, wait kind of hear something. You stop the music, and you still hear the song, like very faintly. And you know no one else is there. Yeah, hard pass on that for me.
0: yeah Also, did she say that her sister was it? Her sister that was like, "Oh, there's a shadow figure that moves yeah. around her." She yeah. Should, so I don't have the story in front of me, but it. I was, think that should have been a detail that you maybe should have let someone know earlier. I know,
2: like a heads up before you move in. By the way, my house has a ghost haunting it, and apparently. According to the story, the ghost is still there haunting, even though she's not there anymore.
1: Oh, uh, that's pretty cool Did she talk to, uh, obviously she talked to the people that are there now. Well, it's her sister that owns the
2: house and she oh, okay. or did own the house and was either selling it or rents it out.
1: Okay. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, it's crazy, but now we know that ghost is haunting the house and not her so that's got to be like some sort of relief right that's definitely an optimistic
2: way of looking at it
1: you're like oh at least i don't have to listen to this freaking singing ghost like whenever i'm doing innocuous chores around the house anymore right definitely terrifying and thank you to matthew thomas (laughs) for the 20 dollar Donation that said in my best Jesse spoiler voice, the chat started voting for Rob, and Jesse kept talking through an investigation. And chat turned on Jesse, and everyone voted for him to sit in the creepy chair. I was analyzing the evidence.
0: Yeah. Something you read these that two, weird said <laughs> these two forget to do.
2: The yeah. chat turned on Jesse. The chat <laughs> did not turn on Jesse. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's
0: no, let's not count it <laughs> out. <laughs> could have happened I was was laying on a bed with the ghost of a woman of the night so it could have been chat or you know maybe the ghost was just doing a really good job
1: (laughs) yes all right I think this is the perfect time for us to get into our next ghost story years ago my company bought an old abandoned hospital to rehab and move into and I was one of the lucky ones that got to go work in the kitchen there. I say lucky ones with sarcasm because while working there we found out that the kitchen was in fact the old mortuary space of the hospital. I'll start with the first occurrences that happened to a wide number of workers. Being a kitchen worker our shifts began at 5 a.m. daily to start for breakfast prep. Given the nature of what the company does which I cannot disclose. There needed to be constant door checks at all exits every so often. One of these exits was at the end of a hallway between the cafeteria serving area and the dining area. Many, many mornings I would come and the crew would say they saw a quick glimpse of a face in the window when they would go to check the area. The second occurrence would be a little more personal. I was at the cooking area in the middle of the kitchen. My supervisor was in her office with the door closed, and another coworker was just outside of the office at a prep station. Out of nowhere, I hear a young girl call my name fairly clearly from the dry storage room that was behind the office and prep area. Now I know the speculation. It could have been my co-worker screwing around, but I assure you, we worked together for a long time and I've heard his falsetto voices and by no means was this close to any voice he would be able to create. My supervisor even came out of her office wide-eyed and said, what the hell was that? We all left the kitchen with food still cooking to recompose ourselves. The third occurrence, I was working with a different coworker. I heard her from the prep area and, frightened, she says she saw a young girl in the same dry storage area. We went to take a look, and it was empty. I went to the restrooms that were a few feet away, and they were also empty. My coworker and I went to the building supervisor and asked them to check the cameras in the area and explained what happened. When reviewing the footage, nothing popped up except for me going to check the restrooms experience submitted by ricardo in san benito texas so i just want to start this with Mackenzie's comment which is ghost stories at work are a whole different level of terrifying to be honest and i kind of agree As so if
2: working in a mortuary or a former mortuary wouldn't be terrifying enough yeah never mind a haunted one yeah no thanks yeah <laughs>
0: Was Chad, and, was that correct? Was that a part of the details? Did they turn the mortuary into a kitchen?
1: Yeah. So it was an old hospital. So what happened is Ricardo worked at a place. Can't say what the company was doing, but he worked at a place where they bought a hospital and turned it into something where he had to do door checks and stuff like that to make sure nobody was either getting in or out. We don't know. And where the kitchen is, was the old mortuary that they had to work in. That's what they found out after they started working there. It's pretty creepy, especially when you start talking to different people that you work with and they're seeing faces in a door, like in the window of a door. And it's just like a flash or they're gone. But it's not just one person seeing it. So you're not like, oh, that's Jesse, the crazy one that we work with that's seeing these faces. It's literally like everybody. And then everyone is having their different experiences with this paranormal entity. You just, you can't leave you have to quit your job if you leave, right? Like, yeah. so I, I know it sucks when it's in your house, but you can kind of go, well, if it's bad enough, I'll move, I'll figure something out. We've talked about some people aren't able to do that because of financial situations, but you can try to find a way out of it. Work is work, man. Like it's tough to to move on from where you're working at. So it is It is definitely yeah. a different I, level of terror. I think I would just like volunteer for
0: a different job inside be like, you know what? I don't want to work in the mortuary kitchen anymore. So, you know, I'll go, change the trash
1: yeah all day long (laughs) so the, the place that i work at it is the former storage spot for the museum of science so they used to store mummies and stuff in the building that i that i've worked in and people have seen things there i personally haven't seen anything there i don't really work like the overnight shift too often so yeah
0: but when you deal with mummies you're dealing with like potential curses and all sorts of stuff. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh Ricardo says this. It was his story. And thanks again for Ricardo for sending that in. He says 90% of all workers saw some type of paranormal uh activity during his time there, which is a staggering amount. I mean they say like maybe what are the numbers? Like at least half people, half the people in the United States have some sort of a ghost story or they believe in ghosts or they've seen something. I think it's around 50%. But to have 90% of workers see something when they work there or experience some sort of a haunting, that's wild. And we've mentioned this a bunch of times before. It's like when it comes from the employees and the people that are there every day, it's so much more credible and and rooted in in fact, I believe, than just people who are visiting once, you know, and just, just checking something out. So you always got to pay attention to what the employees are saying, to pay attention to the people like the janitors, people that work overnight at these types of places, security guards, you th- those where you're going to get your best haunted stories so thanks again for that uh for that story ricardo that was awesome
1: yeah do we want to get into our next one let's hop right into it let's do it
0: listener submitted ghost story rachel b minnesota it was our senior year of college in minnesota three of us needed a cheap place to rent and we found an old stucco house just off the lake near campus two beds upstairs one bed on the main floor and laundry in the unfinished basement that shared a crawl space with the building next door. Not sure why they shared, but, you know, cheap housing. Anthony took the bedroom on the main floor, and Christine and I took the upstairs rooms, a bedroom on either side of the floor with a walkway in between. A month after getting settled in, we started to hear things, but chalked it up to the house being a hundred years old or so. Anthony would come storming out of his room, mad that we were making noise and interrupting his gaming, but we weren't even home at the time. Anytime one of us would be alone in the house doing laundry, there would be footsteps upstairs, and it sounded like little things would be hitting the floor. Upstairs in the girls' bedrooms, we would hear pacing footsteps in the catwalk. We sat on either end of the hallway and stared at each other as the footsteps walked along from one room back over to the other room like someone was checking in on us. We started having cooking nights with our friends coming over. One night, we were cooking, and Anthony was sitting on the counter. The cabinet next to him popped wide open. He closed it, thinking nothing of it. A friend told him to close the cabinet door a few minutes later, and got after him for being messy. He closed that cabinet three times before he leaned on it to make sure that it stayed shut, The windows in the sunroom off of the kitchen tapped and rattled the whole night like someone was trying to politely get our attention. This happened every time we would have people over. One day, all three of us were sitting in the kitchen, waiting for a ride. All three doors to the house flew open at the same time and a strong wind came in. Outside it was calm and sunny. Nothing bad ever happened at this house, but we definitely weren't there
1: alone. So that one, let's just start out with the scariest part. You rented out a stucco house, which is <laughs> the the first thing that I, that jumped out to me. It's like, oh, we have to do this stucco house situation. And then it just intensifies from there. There's nothing wrong with a stucco house, but it gets scary when you
2: have to repair it. And you're calling people to repair stucco and nobody does it. At least in <laughs> New no, no England or like Northeast, no one does it. So maybe, maybe down in like like a Southern United States. There's a lot of stucco, but
0: yeah, I think they're pretty popular out in like Arizona and stuff. Mm. The real scary part of that is, I mean, the the story kind of kept going and it seemed to be progressing almost like a, like a horror movie, you know, where it starts off pretty calm and then you get little things here and there, footsteps, cabinets popping open. And then it seems like the final event was all three of those doors just flying open at the same time. Now she did say that that wind blew in at that time. But she also said it wasn't windy outside, so it didn't really make sense.
1: Yeah, and this is one of those ones that reminds me of our guest from a few weeks ago, um, Lindsay, with her and her roommates who are all experiencing the situations is happening. It's not just one person, it's everybody. so it's it's scary, but at least at least you're able to back each other up on it, right? You can all say what you're seeing eventually and cross reference your your experiences with your roommates yeah exactly so
2: anytime there's a, a story like anytime there's a paranormal things happening and you're not the only one witnessing it it's like it's got to be like a a mix of relief and further dread it's like all right <laughs> thank god i'm not crazy but also shit, this might be worse <laughs> than me being crazy <laughs> yeah
1: but uh, but also oh no we are yeah. legitimately haunted. Um, maybe I do just want to be crazy. Maybe I just want to be the one that is the only one seeing these things, so that I can at least have that that thought in my head, right? Yeah. Just to clarify for people who are wondering, Captain McSlugs chimes in and says
0: that stucco is a term used to describe a house that is made out of ghosts. Oh, that that true? Sure. You know. That's true. Just for that's uh, a good point.
1: Stuck ghost. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's what it is. So that was
0: Rachel B. Uh, for those who are wondering, that is the other Rachel B, though, although it seems that chat has figured that out on their own. Which Rachel B. The the other one. (laughs) it was was from Rachel B. I just don't know which one's which, but it was the other Rachel B. That's what she refers to herself as. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's her name in Discord, it's just the other Rachel B.
1: (laughs) It is, (laughs) it is (laughs) one of them, one one of them is E-A-L, and the other one is just E L. So that's that's another way you can determine the two. I believe it would be A E L. You know what, Dave? Sorry. I don't make the rules here. Okay. <laughs> I didn't Fine. I didn't name her. I didn't write on her birth certificate. I just I just go by what's there. All right. Yeah.
2: Don't <laughs> don't write on her birth certificate, please.
1: I don't remember
0: yeah. if we got to it, but I believe it was Matthew T threw in a twenty dollar donation. So if we didn't thank you already, thank you, uh Matthew T. Was it we Matthew did. T? We, we did? did? Okay, cool. Thanks, well, thanks, for joining for, the thanks show.
1: again, Matthew T. Thanks for joining the show, Jesse. We really appreciate having you here. I know you're a <laughs> I little I apologize. Late. Like I said, my
0: <laughs> I'm blaming my internet connection. I've heard like every third word you guys are saying, so I'm like, I think they're saying that. <laughs> I haven't heard a single one of these ghost stories. I'm just remembering them at <laughs> this point. So internet's been shaky today, boys. We're getting through it.
2: You're doing great. <laughs> Before we pull off this one, the detail with the all three doors blowing open at the same time mm-hmm. and the gust of wind coming in. Now a skeptic might look at that and say, "Well, the wind blew it open." That would still scare the shit out of me <laughs> if the wind blew all three doors open at the same time, even if it wasn't a ghost. That would be a terrifying thing. Yeah, French.
1: but what the way I would combat that is, well, the three doors are probably on different sides of the house. We think that the wind is is approaching from all different angles here, like it's doing a full-on assault. No, I don't
2: think so. But I was saying that if that were,
1: if
0: that were, I know, case, I know. I'm just saying for
1: the right. for the skeptics. Well, the other thing, too, is is she
0: didn't leave that detail out of the story. She said that the the doors blew open and a gust of wind came through the house.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: she also said it wasn't windy at all outside. It was just like mm-hmm. a nice, sunny, calm day outside. So it's definitely an interesting detail. And that isn't the only haunting that you have in that story. So you have cabinets popping open, footsteps, different things that people are hearing. And like you said, it's a, it was a lot like the story that we had Um a couple of weeks ago from Lindsay Brisbane, who was telling us about, you know, the the roommates that were all experiencing thing. It seems like some people didn't believe it. It seemed like the guy that they were living with really didn't believe it. And he ran
1: out to yell at everybody. And it turns out nobody was home. That was kind of a cool detail <laughs> in the story, too. But that was exactly like one of Lindsay's roommates. She kept thinking that it was Lindsay outside her door. Right. And then she wasn't home. So it's sort of the same type of ghost haunting this place. And maybe they got out before it could escalate too far. If
2: anyone's watching or listening and wondering what we're talking about, this was the Kent, Ohio episode. We had a special guest on and she told of her haunting story. So if you want to, if you haven't heard that and want to go check that out, that was, I believe three episodes ago. Yeah. Something like that.
1: All right. Are we ready to get into our next ghost story? I'm ready. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it.
0: Jamestown, Ohio. Listener submitted ghost story, Allison V. This was my first paranormal experience. I was around eight to ten years old and it was sunday evening after church i remember my friends and i running around outside while we waited for our parents who were socializing inside the church building when it came time for my friend to leave i walked with her out to her family's car waved goodbye and headed across the parking lot to go inside and find my parents as i was walking i looked to the side of the church and saw a small white figure standing in the grass. It seemed to have a glow to it. I ran inside and told my mother. She said, oh, it's probably a dog, just don't go near it. I remember thinking, that's not a dog. A few weeks later, I woke up in the middle of the night and saw a little girl standing in the corner of my room. I kept blinking and blinking thinking that she would go away, but she didn't until I turned the lights on.
1: Okay. This feels very much like what a parent would do to a child. When your child goes out and your child just saw the scariest thing they've ever seen in their life, this glowing figure. And you're like, it's probably dog. Just don't worry about it. Probably an animal you know like just
0: yeah they're just trying to socialize with their friends <laughs> yeah. and kid comes in there's a ghost
1: outside ah yeah, yeah it's just a dog leave it alone don't touch it but don't and go near. A, it. <laughs> and that's how we have trauma for the rest of our lives because <laughs> the scariest thing we've ever seen we get very dismissive it's that's terrifying that's mm-hmm. a terrifying memory and clearly that is something you don't forget right i think we all i don't want to say all but a lot of us have those experiences when we're younger and we will just never forget them. And that to me is probably, I don't want to speak for allison And that was sent in from Allison, as we said in in the video, but it's probably something that has stuck with her for her entire life. She she'll just never forget that moment. Right.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because that was enough for a really good ghost story. Right. And then I kept reading and I was like, Oh no, a few weeks later she wakes up and this thing is in the corner of her room. And Mm. you know, you get this a lot when you, People just wake up and the skeptic side of thing is, you know, it's just your eyes playing tricks on you because you just woke up when you're sitting there. And she said she's kept blinking over and over again, trying to get this thing to disappear and basically come back to reality that there's nothing standing in the corner of her room. It didn't go away until she turned the lights on and boom, it's gone. So
1: such a scary story. And you're probably waiting for it still to this day to reappear because you're like, well, it appeared there. Then it appeared in my house. And we've always talked about how ghosts probably have no concept of time. So maybe it'll wait 40 years and appear again, not trying to scare you, Allison. I'm just saying like, I know if it was me, I'd be wondering if that thing is ever going to show up again. Yeah. I don't think I would ever sleep right again after that. So (laughs) good luck.
0: But the, uh, (laughs) like every morning or every night I would wake up and, you know, check the corners of my room and be like, I hope she doesn't come visit me again. But I do wonder if there was like some sort of a message that that spirit was trying to get across so that it could cross over. And it seemed like it really wanted to tell Allison something. If it appears Mm -hmm. at the church and then a few weeks later, it appears in her, in her bedroom, dude, like I got goosebumps. That's that's crazy.
1: Crazy I know you were, I know you were a little older, Jesse, when you saw it. But so when that woman was standing over your bed, right. Have you thought back to like, I wonder if that is ever going to happen again, or are you just convinced that that's a one-off?
0: I was pretty convinced it was a one-off until we had this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are
2: you asking me if he thinks it'll happen, it'll happen to him? again or if it'll happen to somebody perhaps who lives in that
1: house. Well, to him again specifically. Yeah, we we mentioned this a
0: few times and we've talked about the story a lot but I don't think that condo that we were living in was haunted. I mm. don't think so. I think something I don't know what we were doing that month or that week or whatever, but maybe we went somewhere and something followed us because it wasn't just me that experienced that. You also experienced that the exact mm. same night. So it was yeah. something something was in that house that night. And it reminds me a lot of this ghost story, which is why we're talking about it. But yeah, I I don't feel like that thing, whatever we saw followed either of us. And I never, never heard from
1: it again. I also Um, wonder because those were condos and like, they were the condos that look like houses, but are like stacked next to each other. mm -hmm. I want, you know, just throwing theories out there. I wonder if somebody was visiting someone else and had brought it with them and it maybe had it left with them it was close enough proximity right
0: Mm -hmm. i do know there was at least one murder that's happened inside that condo area that we were in and there's been multiple in the condo area really close to that one it was used to be called fox run now it's something else but there that's the fox run or village at Marshfield, whatever it's called that that's always been like the rough condo area or apartment complex in that town and uh and there have been multiple murders there. So I do wonder if maybe it was something that was like a one-off, like you just said, where it was kind of passing through or just haunting the general area.
1: Um, Stephanie says it may happen to Jesse again. If he keeps <laughs> bo- talking during spirit box sessions, <laughs> you, <know what? laughs> you talking
0: during really good ghost stories is the same thing. Okay. These comments. All right. I'm, ban- I'm banning everyone. I'm banning everyone. We're going to have five <laughs> viewers by the end of the chat. Everyone is getting banned. You know, I don't handle criticism
1: well and I'm upset. <laughs> All right, with that being said, let's get into our next ghost story.
2: The time I spent the night on the Queen Mary, sent in by clairvoyant Jennifer Belcher from the San Francisco East Bay. It was September of 2017, and my ex and I had decided to stay on the Queen Mary one night before going to Catalina the next morning. So we checked in. I do not remember my room number but we were midship portside. There weren't too many people staying aboard that night, so we got to explore the ship. Walking around that evening, the only thing I got was the heavy, thick atmosphere, and I kept hearing voices. Only for me, this was nothing out of the ordinary. But this is what got me. After exploring the ship, we went to bed around 11 p.m., and it sounded like the room next door was throwing a party. I could hear people laughing and glasses clinking, loud talking, heavy banging, toilets flushing and all. It was annoying, but it was a Friday night and I'm not one to call and complain. The next morning I was checking out and the lady at the desk asked how my stay was. It was then I decided to tell her about the noise. I said, these walls must be paper thin. After telling her about the loud party, she looked at her computer and then said to me, "Ma'am." The rooms next to yours were vacant last night.
0: Welcome back to all three of you that are left. I have banned everyone. <laughs> Just swung my moderator soared heavily and got rid of all of our viewers finally. Yes. Just the three of
1: us now. I find this one creepy as well. Of course, I'm going to find all of them creepy, but it's also cool because it's at a location that we've covered on the show.
0: Fairly so recently. hearing
1: fairly recently, so to hear a listener's personal story aboard the Queen Mary, a place that we talked about and covered, I think it helps validate some of the hauntings a bit because we talked about how there's some that are manufactured there. But to hear other people actually have experiences there is very, very creepy. Yeah, I don't know how long that one's been in
0: the inbox for, but I kind of wish I saw that one when we were doing that episode. But that's it's, fine.
2: Uh, no, it's No, it's not. It was commented after I posted yeah. the video from that. So it was after you made the video. Oh,
0: okay. Well, either yeah. way, we have it now. And that was a really good ghost story. So that and that's something that you hear a lot about on the Queen Mary is people that hear a bunch of like knocks and bangs from the room next to them, but they never know whether or not to equate it to something paranormal because they assume it's just a hotel. It could be noisy and that might just be my neighbor making noise. But in this story in particular, she actually checked in with the front office and was able to you know validate that there was nobody actually in the room next to him, which makes it that much more terrifying.
1: Yeah. And this isn't the first time we've heard it like on a hotel. I know this is a ship. It's a little different, but you're still paying to stay there the night. There's rooms next to you where there's other paying customers. And we have heard this from other haunted hotels where they hear all this ruckus in this room and they go to the front desk and they're like, this room is like out of control. And then they look up and they're like, has no one's staying in that room so we don't know what you're hearing and you're just like oh shit well maybe i should find another hotel because this is terrifying and um i don't want to be here anymore absolutely and you
0: gotta think like like if this is something paranormal which now we know it's an empty room that's making a whole lot of noise you have to wonder how powerful that entity is where it can draw up that much energy where it can keep making noise All night. And that's like the really horrifying thing about this is you might have a ghost that can drain its power or gain some energy from draining a battery or it can actually like like almost like the movie it where your fear is emanating energy and it's basically using you as a device to communicate. Right. Mm -hmm. So if it's drawing that kind of energy, then it can usually cause some sort of a small haunting or some sort of paranormal event you know, some one knock, something falls off a table, a book falls down, a picture falls off the wall, something that's going to make you jump and then go try to figure out the source of that energy. Then usually it has to recharge, find another source of energy. And this seems to be the general idea of how hauntings take place. But for this thing to have enough energy to keep banging and slamming on stuff all night long or multiple entities doing at the same time, you have to wonder if there's some sort of a portal in that room or what is causing this thing to be so powerful
1: scary stuff i think um after our investigation at the Shanley, i have sort of a new respect for portals very skeptical on that whole thing i mean i think you should be skeptical but there was there was some stuff with portals there that i found very very interesting is what i'll say
2: yeah same and it was interesting because i've I've never understood portals this is this is not a numbered episode, but we're in the high 70s now. We've done this so many times, and there's so many different ghost stories involving portals, and I've never really met anybody that was able to help me understand them, mm-hmm. and we'll get into it more when we cover the, the Shanley Hotel in that episode, but there was a medium there who was able to give me a better understanding of how portals work, or at least how to find them. Because the big question was always, how do you know? Yeah, there an Ohio episode, the Bel Air House, where they said, we have X amount of portals here, and I was like, that's – that shit. How can you <laughs> put an actual number on them? What do you mean? And I've never had anybody explain it to me before and this person <laughs> did, so it was really cool.
1: Yeah. The yeah, story on some... the
2: Queen Mary gave me the the shining vibes. Mm. That movie with the uh where Jack Nicholson walks into the room and there's just like a whole party going on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh crazy. yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it was a creepy one. Um mm. that being said, speaking of creepy, do we want to get to our next story? Let's sure. jump into it i believe unfortunately that i have two entities attached to me one is a shadow of a man and one is a woman who i named linda when i was 10 years old my husband goes out of town monday through friday for work so i'm home alone most of the time in the past two months or so the footsteps haven't stopped and i've been seeing linda peek around corners more than usual nothing specific Just out of the corner of my eye, I see her shape in the doorway, but the second I look, she's gone. She'll walk up to maybe a foot away, and then when I glance over, there's nothing. I don't get sick much, but in the past month, I've gotten really bad stomach bugs. That's still an ongoing problem. My dog has also been struggling to regain his health, and the vets don't know what's going on or why it's happening. We've both continually been getting sick throughout the month and his x-rays and blood tests came back clear. He's only four, so it's baffling all of us, the vets included. My husband is usually healthy as a horse. The one week he had to stay home from work, he got nauseous and the uncomfortable feeling I've been dealing with. But as soon as he left to go back out of town, he was fine. He believes it was food poisoning but it is the exact same thing I've had and I don't eat milk, meat, and rarely any eggs. Every so often, I get a random smell of cologne or a candle from upstairs. But for the past week, I've been smelling smoke. However, it's only in my dining room and living room, nowhere else in my house. Neither of these rooms have heat at all and it's been freaking me out because I keep thinking that something's burning. Keep in mind, the house that I believe the Shadow Man originated from caught on fire numerous amounts of times. I've lived with it long enough to not be as scared by Linda showing up and disappearing or the Shadow Man in the corner at night, but I've had multiple vivid dream loops of them crawling up and trying to pull me off the bed. It's always one of them. I know there's a possibility that not all of this could be connected, but it's been conveniently happening. All at the same exact time. Lately, when my husband comes home, he's been feeling nothing in his feet. It's exactly how it sounds. He went to the doctor and was home for a month because of it. And every test they ran came back clear. Throughout the month, it progressed to his knees, then waist. His legs just fell asleep. The second the doctor said it's not getting better, but you can go back to work, he went right back to work. The second day that he was away, his legs began to feel fine again. After a month of blood testing, x-rays, MRIs, and spinal taps, he was perfectly fine. Then he came home, got sick for the weekend, left for work, and is perfectly fine for the week. And now this has been happening week after week. Experience submitted by Lily, in Owasso, Michigan. Okay, so in terms of the ghost stories, they are all very scary and situations that I wouldn't want to be a part in. However, this one from Lily to me is especially creepy for multiple reasons, right? We're talking about getting sick in the house and not being able to explain it and multiple people and pets which is terrifying. Her husband, who works away from the house during the week, has to go away for the week and come back. When he's not there, he's fine. She's getting sick. The dog's getting sick. The dog's not older. dog's only four years old. To me, is just like another level of haunting. And it's not like, and to Lily's credit, she didn't jump to that being the reason why, right? She's not like, oh, I'm sick because of this ghost. They went to the hospital. They've run tests. They've done everything. And they can't figure it out. Yet she's at home. And she's smelling things from upstairs. Now she's smelling smoke. And that doesn't even start with the two entities that she's seen for the majority of her life, right? Like that's a whole nother thing. It's almost like it could be something else. And there are those two entities as well. I I just don't even know where to begin with this one because it's so like jarring, right? There's a a lot to it. And to her point, maybe it's not all connected, but there's enough breadcrumbs here. And if even some of it is connected, it's a horrifying situation.
2: Yeah. Lily actually just commented because I was going to say it sounds like it could be uh, a mold situation because you hear that a lot mold mm-hmm. can really it can mess with your health it can mess with your breathing it can mess with you mentally so a lot of times these situations are debunked by when you find a whole bunch of mold but lily came in and commented that they, they had mold tests done and air quality checks and everything comes back clear so that rules that out what's left what is haunting this place mm-hmm. matthew thomas said it has to be a demon and i would kind of lean in that direction with him because what kind of a spirit or what kind of an entity even a malignant one it's going to harm you physically.
1: And from seeing those entities that she said, she named one Linda, one's the shadow man. And having these vivid dreams. now, And like just seeing him out of the corner of her eye. Like this is a whole different. To me, this is a whole different haunting. This is like an attached haunting. And now something else is happening within this house. So that's creepy. And the dream of them crawling up the bed and trying to pull her out. Horrifying. It, it's just, there's so much to it that it is really, really Man, everything about this scary. is extremely
0: concerning. Like, this was, mm. this was one of the most of these ghost stories. I'm like, damn, that's a cool story. This one, I'm like, this was, like, troublesome. Absolutely. Could be, you know, this is, uh, especially when it's starting to mess with your health.
2: Andrew has a good theory here. He says, maybe the spirits when alive, were sick, and died because of it. And now sickness haunts the house, which is a very interesting theory. And I've never even heard of or have considered the possibility Of something like a sickness haunting something but i don't
0: Mm. don't know almost like almost like an elemental but with sickness instead i do want to touch on epsilon's comment because this is a pretty terrifying one in itself he said i've uh i've heard loud yells while falling asleep since i was young nobody else ever heard it some 60 years ago i had it happen and i shot up my wife didn't budge my two-year-old across the room was terrified now, do you think your two year old may have heard the same noise you heard, or did your child react to you waking up? because mm-hmm. my first reaction is it's it's hearing the same thing uh, you're hearing
1: right. Yeah, that's you know. what I would believe too. Also, Lily did comment that she believes that that spirit, Linda is actually a demon. that is her uh, that is her theory. And this goes, and then she has the comment that she was always told she had an overactive imagination when she see Linda over her, she shared a room with her sister when she was younger. So again, that's the parents coming in. And I I get it to the point that you don't want to feed into your to terrifying your child. Right. But if they keep seeing this stuff, maybe I, I don't even know, where do you go? Like it's, it's a tough situation. It is really tough.
2: Lily, you'll have to follow up with us and keep us posted on the how that yeah. situation, because she said, I believe she also said this is current and ongoing. Yeah. So, uh, that's yeah, I, I definitely would
1: like to f- have follow ups with you, whether you want to share them just with us or with everybody. That's your decision, but please keep us posted. And that thing about her husband's legs, like going from his feet to like his legs up towards his waist, not feeling anything. Like, it kind of sounds funny when you say like, you, you can't feel your feet. I couldn't feel my feet for a year after basic training. So I know how horrifying that is. Like, and mine was not like related in the same sense of this at all. It was just basic training. They made us wear these wool socks and they cut off my circulation for months. And for about 12 to 16 months afterwards, I couldn't feel them. It's terrifying. You're walking around and you don't feel where you're walking. That's a whole nother. Like it's a whole thing. So, I, I sympathize with him for that because it sucks. Like it is not good. So, yeah, that is weird.
2: Because what makes you lose feeling? It's it's usually neurological, mm-hmm. and what you know. And if it's the doc if the doctors are stumped, then who knows? Scary yeah. situation. Very scary. Yeah, anytime yeah. we
0: can stump the professionals, that makes it pretty serious. Uh, Epsilon followed up and says. Uh, whoops that's the wrong comment epsilon followed up and said i do uh he covered his ears and said quiet so that was the other story that we we're talking about there with the screams that he was hearing so it's something hereditary then right where you're yeah. hearing it too that's crazy so two yeah. crazy stories in one but lily thank you for that one that is uh that is concerning and yeah please do uh keep in touch about that and send us updates and if we're yes. out your way maybe we'll come investigate i mean we're no demonologists we're not exorcists we can't
1: we're not equipped to get rid of stuff from what we've learned when we try to communicate with it jesse will just talk over it annoy it and drive it out of the house basically <laughs> see i'm just here to help
2: the end, just, to- the end justifies the means <laughs> <That's
1: right. laughs> exactly. although the shanley
0: hotel seems to be operating strictly on ghost business alone so Not good for business for the family, but (laughs) if you you want to get a ghost out of your house, maybe I can, (laughs) I can annoy it out of the room for you. Yes. All
1: right. We have one story left. Do we want to, do we want to get into it? Let's do it. In the meantime,
0: while this one's playing, if people want to, uh, we do, we finally got our new batch of stickers in. So if the first 10 people that type stickers in chat, I'll enter you in on a wheel spin. We'll do another wheel spin. Spend a little while. Also one of the Rachel B's, I owe you a set of stickers, but we ran out, but now we have them again. So. I'll send you a message on Discord. But yeah, type stickers in chat if you want a chance at winning a five pack of limited edition hometown ghost stories haunted location stickers. So throw it in there. And in the meantime, let's hop into this next one. Let's do it.
2: The Floating Woman, sent in by Andrew Purcell, Chicago, Illinois. This story goes way back to when I was just six years old. I lived in an old house on the outskirts of Chicago. Being that young, I can still vividly recall seeing and experiencing the paranormal throughout the house, but this one particular experience by far outweighs any other ghost experience I've ever had, period. I remember being in my mom's room on her bed while she was on the phone, but I was more interested in the dolls she had lined up that she put there every time she made the bed. The movie Saving Private Ryan came out around that time, and me, being a young boy, was playing pretend that the dolls were soldiers. I remember my mom calling me to get off the bed and follow her out of the room. She turned off the light and half closed the door, assuming I was behind her. However, I was still entertained by the dolls and continued playing. The next thing I remember is on the left side of the bed there was some space before you got to the wall. In between that space, there was a woman in a very large white dress, floating. Yes, floating, not inches, but feet off the ground. I can't quite remember her even appearing, but she was just floating, looking at me with the wavy white hair, flowing as if it were underwater. I remember looking at her, being confused, not knowing what to do being a little frightened, and to avoid the uneasiness of the situation, I avoided looking in her direction, got off the bed, and left the room. I never saw her again. We always do kind of joke about the woman in white, how it's so cliche, and we always hear about it, and it's, it's you know, consistent in all these stories, but this is a haunting that is consistent across every culture. Every single culture has a woman in white dress ghost. Yep. Hungary has the the lady of white supposedly the ghost of a young woman who died violently. Ireland has the banshee. Japan, uh Southern United States and Mexico has la llorona. There's just this is is a, the
0: onrio Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly, the Onrio. And not and not even just shift.
0: historical ghosts, like this is also one of the most common ones because one of the most common when people see full bodied apparitions it usually seems to be just in the generic white color or dark, if it's going to be a shadow figure. But when they see full body apparitions, it seems to be it, even if it's not the ghost of a woman wearing a white dress, no matter what it is, it might actually just look like a woman wearing a white dress. So this is why it's the most common ghost sighting that you can see, but don't discount it. But
1: that that's also leads to credibility, right? So when, especially when it's going across cultures, like when every different culture has this haunting, like there's that leads it to way more credibility to me because it's, we can go back years and years and years when cultures weren't interacting with each other and we have this. Right. And it's the whole dragon theory too. Like all these cultures talked about dragons. They never talked to each other. Right. But now we all have these ghosts of women in white. We just ghost in general across different cultures. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting part. It's all again. It's almost like your story, Jesse. Except this this ghost was floating above him, staring down at him, which would probably lead you to be paralyzed with fear. Would be my assumption. Anytime something starts levitating,
0: I feel like the the level of fear just goes up with it. There's just something yes. something crazy about something just lifting off the ground. I don't know what it is. Yeah, the, yeah.
2: The fact that yeah. it's not a natural movement for a, a human.
1: Yeah. So very very scary stuff. All these stories. Especially creepy, all situations. I hope God, I hope to not be in them, but what great content for the show. If I had to come on here and be like, listen to this freaking story that happened to me over the uh weekend or at an investigation that we do. So as much as I hope I don't experience it, I guess I we kind of have to hope we experience something. Mm -hmm. We do. We definitely hope we do.
2: Stephanie is asking a great question here. She says, Are we doing specifically ghost demon angel stories, or do you want some with cryptids? We want whatever you got. If you have cryptid stories, send them
0: in. Yeah. And we're right. going to dive into some of that in the future as well. So whatever you got, send it all.
1: Yeah. And I will say that after investigating the Shanley house, after we went off the live stream, Jesse and I went and did a, an investigation. This will be a little teaser. I legitimately got goosebumps three times during this investigation that we did. I was, I was frightened. Like, and it was, it was, it, It was very, very scary. We both did.
0: And we put it on like goosebumps isn't something that you can just conjure up and fake. Like we put the camera on our arms. Like like, there was some stuff that we caught here. That's going to be really good. So a little preview for you in a couple of weeks. Let's do this real quick. We're going to uh, spin the wheel. I grabbed about 10 of you guys, actually a little bit more, but since we haven't done it in a while, we'll include a few more people and maybe we'll do two of them. So here we go. We'll do the uh wheel spin here. And the wheel's going around. And who's it gonna be? I didn't look at the names. I see
1: Allison, I see Lily, I see Anna C. Wow, can't I lost my voice there? Anna C. <laughs> Worth it. it. So Anna C is the,
0: the first winner there. Let's uh we'll grab one more. We'll grab one more. So Anna, send us your info on Discord
1: or via email. We'll get those mailed out to you. All right, we got the wheel spinning again. Will it be Allison? Lily, Elizabeth, why? Look at that. Elizabeth, Y, the winner of the wheel spin number two, getting five custom stickers to mm-hmm. represent hometown ghost stories. I think Elizabeth said this is her first uh, live stream. Oh, what I a know, great, what a great way to, uh, well now Elizabeth, you have to join the discord and send us a message so that you can get your stickers delivered, but you can also email us at hometown ghost at gmail.com and let yeah, us just know. Your, um, mailing information. We'll get that sent out to you. Uh, And
0: for those of you, there's a few of you, I think uh, Stephanie or Sydney really, but, um, and uh, I think Papa Squatch, some of you guys got like basically all of the locations. So what (laughs) I did do is this, this round, I made a whole bunch of new locations. So there's a bunch of fresh new stickers too. So if you feel that you have already won so many stickers that you have nothing left to win, we got those. And we also got some more of the ones that we had at our last convention, which are just some like funny sayings and stuff like that. So not all location-based, but we could also throw some of those in. So if you won them all, don't worry. There are fresh ones. And for those of you listening to the audio podcast, you can also win stickers. Just join our Discord. Link is in the show notes, and we will let you know mm-hmm.
1: how. And speaking of conventions, we have a convention coming up mm-hmm. this month. We will be at Pennhurst. There is a big convention at Pennhurst. It will be us. It will be Ghost Aven- uh, not Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, Is going to be there as well a lot of people are going to be at this convention it is may 19th to 21st i believe we will definitely be there the 19th and the 20th i'm not 100 percent sure we'll be there the 21st so if you want to see us if you're in the area come out to the penhurst paracon it's going to be a lot of fun
0: and thanks for hanging out during the live stream for those of you listening every tuesday night 9 p.m eastern standard time we go live with some sort of an episode usually a regular episode but tonight was a special one and I feel like this is something we should do more often. If you guys enjoyed this, uh, if other folks have ghost stories that they want to send in or people that we've already read out their stories, if you have more ghost stories, send them out and we will we will read those out and we'll keep everyone posted when we're going to do this. Maybe we do it like once a month or once every couple months if we get enough stories and, and do this. I think it's a lot of fun and it's cool to hear from our listeners. And these are, like we said earlier, these are ghost stories that people, the public have never heard before.
1: Right. So it's, it's very unique very unique to us very unique it's very personal it's it's sort of like a bonding experience like you guys have heard argo stories but for us to hear yours and be able to share them it just helps build like this this ghost community that we have here and we're kind of all in it together especially like when you hear stories like lily now you know that we're all here to support her and what she's going through now and anyone else as well absolutely so, it's so. very cool. Uh, do we have some reviews we want to
0: go over before we hop on out of here?
1: I do have a review. It's um it's a really good one. Let's uh glad you reminded me cuz I totally forgot to be completely honest. This one is from Brennan Barrier. It uh, gives us a five-star review, says I still love this show. I've been listening for a few months now. At first, it was just the ghost stories that I loved. Then came the horror movie reviews. I'm a horror junkie and absolutely love these special episodes. The curse possessions and now dark mysteries are also amazing. It's been a difficult year with my youngest daughter being diagnosed with leukemia. Thankfully she's in remission now and the loss of my dad, as well as beginning a new career soon. This show has been there every moment for me and it is still a great stress reliever. I laugh often at the lobster dances, nuclear physicist, weather observer jokes, as well as the great live chats on YouTube. This show has quickly become my favorite, and I love it now more than ever. And plus, these guys are really great to their fans. Brennan, thank you so much, Brennan, for that review. We are so glad your daughter's in remission, and we are very happy. And we pump our Patreon. We'd love for you guys to join that. we love for you guys to donate in the chat. But if ever, in lieu of that, you want to donate to St. Jude's or to the GoFundMe that is set up for Kendall, we totally understand if that money goes there where we'd rather you give it there than to give it to us and the, you know, but if you can do both, great.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Brennan is a absolute veteran. One of our, one of our favorite listeners has been here for a while. You know, we keep uh, keep your daughter in our prayers. That is a uh, very good stuff and Kendall as well. Kendall as well. Yes. So, you know, it's a battle and, uh, you know, for some of our, younger listeners and and just for people with their kids that are going through that stuff. I can't imagine. So all the, uh, all the prayers go out to you guys and hopefully that goes well. And demon King dropping in with a $6 and 66 cents in super chat. Thank you. Demon King. Always a legend and always happy As to have tradition. you, my friend. As, <laughs> As is, is tradition. tradition. Yes. All Indeed. right. So I think that'll pretty much do it. I think anything, uh, anything else, gentlemen
2: back on track next week, another regular episode. We are going to Prague, Czech Republic. Yes, lots of crazy haunted things going on over there and we are going to talk about all of them or most of them that's a lot of fun Yes, Uh, definitely
0: the first time in the Czech Republic the following week should be our episode that we've been talking about all night which would be the Shanley episode we have a lot of investigation footage to go through so if it turns out to be more than than we expect then we might push that episode back a few weeks and uh, cover something else but should be on track to get it out, so hopefully we can uh, can knock that out. But thank you to absolutely everybody who sent in ghost stories. Like I said, keep them coming, and we'll do this more often as we get more ghost stories. But I can't can't say how much we appreciate you guys sending them out, and uh, and thank you for allowing us to share it with our listeners and the uh, the whole community. So that is awesome, and thank
1: you guys. And real quick, this week's side content is going to be a horror movie review for the movie Cell. And I believe next week's side content is going to be a celebrity ghost. And I think it's going to be Lucille Ball. I'm not 100%. Ah, but I think that's, that's where I'm one. going with it. So, That Maybe fun fact,
0: cool. I was looking into that one before I covered. I ended up switching to Marilyn Monroe. But I, yeah. I had done my research on Lucille Ball because that is a good haunting. It so is. we shall see. Anyways, uh, we'll be back on Friday. A little side content for you. And back again on, on Tuesday. Thanks again to everybody who hung out. We'll see you next time. Peace.